You are listening to episode 128 of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. Yes, we are back, and we're going to talk some AEW, the worst, possibly the worst WrestleMania card ever. It kind of is. How Carlos was right, even though none of you got to hear it. And also, additional randomness. And on top of that, I may make a reference to a late 90s rock and roll band who's fit perfectly into a live stream that I may have done recently. That and more on this episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. <laughs> That, my friends, is what we call a tease. I'm it Carlos. Is, I, That's Dave. You got to love the uh, late 90s bands, whatever it is. I, that is now the thing I'm looking forward to the most of this entire podcast. But that's the best part is before we start this, I usually talk out with Dave some of the stuff we're going to talk about. But then I always throw something in during the intro that Dave did not know I was going to do. It's true. That's, and that's part because of the beauty of this podcast. And that's because I'm Carlos. That's what I see what I did there. And he has a sign that says that. He also has it, a podcast. It, that's it called is. that. And it a YouTube is. channel. Check it out. Yes. And an Instagram page. It's right there. I, there. The, the struggle is real. The, str whatever. <laughs> the struggle is real. Anyway, <laughs> for the directionally challenged, Dave struggled to f at every corner of the screen. Yeah, anyway. never, never actually pointed in the right direction. No, no, you literally did not successfully point in the right direction one time. It was actually very nope, impressive. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of that. I'll give that a little bit of story time. So in our, in our absence, anything going on in the, your side of the world? Uh, you know, it's been busy. I got, I went to Disney World. Mm. So that was, that was a couple weeks ago. And I went to Great Wolf Lodge last week. It's kind of been nuts in terms of this. So this week I was very happy to not go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, not to say that those things, places weren't fun. They were, it was great. Uh, some good family time and all that jazz. But you know, when, with little kids, they, they tire you out. So it's, it's nice to have a weekend at home, even though the kids are still here. And it's nice to have a weekend at home and also obviously nice to be back on the on the podcast but in terms of that other than other than going away and and you know meeting the mouse uh yeah no same old same old fair enough so i introduce uh, for anybody who checks out the video version i explained it to dave earlier and i've done this on my live stream already previously i have introduced the the bright shining light of the content gods that is shining upon me as we speak improving my lighting situation so it makes the it makes the overall presentation just a little bit better however all that said, uh, based, speaking of the, the live stream, uh, I had the chance to talk about a couple of different things. And as far as, uh, I won't bore you with all the gory details, but there was a content creator on there that basically decided to create their own little drama for themselves. Long story short, they basically went to a card show and they left someone in charge of their table and the person sold a card on, off their table, which is all well and good, except they didn't price their stuff properly. I'm giving you guys the really short version and like then I'll explain the, the initial person didn't price it properly or the person, the, the, the dealer, the dealer didn't price it properly, Okay, which is to say they actually forgot to put a price sticker on it, but they had right. other stickers on there that were actually for the population of the card because it was a graded card. And then also they had like an inventory control number, which they use for their own purposes, which is all well and good, except you, you need to make sure you tell the person that you're leaving in charge of the table while you're away you need to make sure they understand what it is they're looking at or you tell them hey don't sell anything without you know letting me know if somebody's interested in something and really wants to buy it give me a call there's yep. a lot of there's protocol that you can follow that makes For things sure. really simple um and i've been there enough times at enough card shows where i have been watching tables and my question is always do you price all your stuff yep so if somebody really wants to buy something i'm gonna i'm gonna offer them only sticker price i'm not gonna knock any off of it because i'm not gonna negotiate on your card so usually we have that brief conversation. Yep, no problem, sounds good. Never had an issue, never had a problem. However, if you don't do that, there's always the possibility that a person may misinterpret the information on there and ask for a lower amount than you would have wanted. So in this case, the person uh, saw a number that was $1,375. They assumed it was $1,375, which is a decent amount of money, but they actually sold a $7,000 card for $1,375. Now, that sucks, it's unfortunate. It is what it is. However, what card, do you know what card it was? It was a PSA 10 Michael Jordan. It was one of the late 90s Chrome cards. Uh, so the basketball cards have gone up quite a bit. Uh, it is a fairly, it is a reasonably rare card. It is a very popular card, an easily sellable card to some of the Jordan collectors. And it is about six or seven grand, I guess, depending on the recent comps and stuff. So obviously not a cheap card and it's a very unfortunate, you know, you're about five grand out. Um, it's an unfortunate mistake. However, uh, this person decided not to accept this mistake. They decided instead to uh, go on social media because they have a social media following and basically ask people to, if they if they know who bought this card, to ask them to come back and they would they would like the person to return the card. You know, implying almost that it was stolen. It's like, no, they paid for it. <laughs> they didn't pay what you wanted them to pay for it, but that's your mistake. Yeah, I don't like that. No, it's, uh, it's, it's not cool. Um, as far as I'm concerned, a deal is a deal. Sucks to be, so, so this is the, the thing, sucks to be you. Does, uh, does that one ring a bell at all? It does. Yeah. So all right, all right. 1998, 1998, Prozac. 
that's where that's where the musical reference came in. I was like, I, I was educating a few of a few of the, my American associates. Like, there's a song that covers this, a, a small hit in Canada in the late '90s, a, a little song called "Sucks to Be You" by Prozac. That's my response to that. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Did they know the song? No, absolutely not. But then I sent them a link to it, and they're like, "What am I watching? You are watching my answer to this." I know, I know. I know, I know. That's right. Uh, so it's, it was perfect. I got to bring in a Prozac reference, and then one of the people in the chat uh, is Canadian and got it. He goes, I didn't think I'd be hearing about Prozac today. It's like, exactly. This is what I do. This is how I roll. I bring these things in. So there's your late 90s uh, you know, pop rock reference. Um, but yeah, I got to have a little bit of fun with that. So that was that with the live stream. Very successful live stream. Um, so, did very you, did, so this con this person was on your live stream? No, like no, no, they, no, they, no, we were commenting on it because, uh, because we had had a similar discussion on it. Let's put it this way. Last so night's live. Like, so how did you first hear of the story? Oh, I first heard of the story because I'm on social media. I have, I have them on this. I have them on Instagram. So that so contract, I, I, you, you follow that content. Creator. I saw the first, I saw the first post and I was like, okay. So I kept an eye on it and I watched the updates. And then the person, after all the thing went down, gave their side of the story on their Instagram. And there's more to it. It makes it even murkier and shadier. However, the bottom line was the first post should have never happened. As soon as you, you, know, you screwed up, deal with it, suck it up. Well, this person got lambasted uh, uh, within a lot of circles with the seller because it's like, look, man, you screwed up. Deal with it. Just accept it and move on with your life. But they didn't accept it, and then they got lambasted for it. And we'll see if it carries any forward. But I did have fun because in the live stream uh, this week, I decided I I, I chose violence, Dave. Uh, you you know I'm As always like you you know yes you're such a peaceful person to begin with, Carlos. I know, but but I especially chose violence. Like I was already predisposed to violence because I was very tired yesterday. And then um, I had to go and uh, basically we we had like a team lunch. So for the first time in a year. I've actually met some of the folks I work with there. Are you so back in the office now? No, no, no. This is this was a team lunch. Uh, it's still work from home as much as you want. But I was sitting there like, like I go all the way there and then go all the way back. So I'm like, that I'm already kind of annoyed. So I basically lost most of a day. And then I was trying to finish some stuff. And then on top of everything else, I was sitting there like, and and I I had it rescheduled. I actually was supposed to um, uh, basically follow up and keep an eye on. Uh, they were. I'll give you guys a short version the they were updating a security certificate on the application i work on okay. they needed somebody on the team to basically confirm and make sure the, the make sure the stuff's working basically make sure you can get back into the site because after they switch this out it could break things so you got to make sure it's working properly the problem is they're doing this at 9 p.m so i actually started the live stream with my laptop in front of me keeping an eye on it because as soon as they ping me then i got to go check the site so i started everything got everything gone away and i did my work and, may, and got on a conference call, left it, left them to their own devices for a little bit, came back and did the live stream well, and I was still working at 9 p.m. So Carlos is extra ornery, and then on top of it, he's extra, extra ornery, and because I'm doing the conference call and everything, I can't even have my beer. So Carlos is, Carlos is in predisposed already to choose. He's not choosing violence. He's choosing world war. At that point, it's like, all right, well, now y'all are going to get it. And Dave, this person wasn't the only person to get it. I took on I took on J Dr. Beckett. I made I made fun of him. I made fun of several other co companies in the space. I trashed this person, that person. There were a couple of country creators who were both being wusses. I called them both out. Dave, no one was safe from my wrath. I like it. I like it. It was effectively a five-hour roast. Sweet. I, it's like I was I was in rare form, Dave. You you would you would you would have enjoyed it. Uh, it's like it's like is well, Carlos literally just going to roast be on people? Podcast, though, won't it? Uh, no. No, the the I don't bother with the audio version anymore. Not for the not for the long live streams. It's pointless. Okay. Because because half the fun with that one more than anything else, those live streams, Dave, are performance art to be seen. If I'm gonna put something on the screen, you need to see it. If you Fair were enough. to see if you were to see the smirk on my face as I'm about to trash a fool, you need to see that. You can't hear that. Fair enough. Fair enough. You I lose out. That. You lose out. It's like don't worry. YouTube lets as people. Someone who teaches theater, like I get that. I get yeah. the performance art aspect of things. Girl. Could you imagine if you're like sitting there, it's like, why is it quiet? It's like everyone's just staring at me, waiting for what I'm about to say. You you, you don't get that in audio. It's true. You, you can't build a mounting suspense. Plus, there was a million dollar man cameo. There might have been a million dollar man cackling cameo. Ooh. Like, I told you, I was in rare form. I brought like, it all. Anytime the million dollar man is involved, it's probably solid, right? Like, yeah. So there you go. So now you guys get a sense of like, it's like, this is why I've got my coffee going right now. <laughs> I brought Fair it all, enough. Dave. I brought it all. Anyway, okay. So let's uh, let's get into a little business. So, uh, Hold on, before, don't you have something random you need to? That's show what. That's, that's okay. Literally, what I'm about to do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Quick. Just make sure. Okay. So, 
Dave sent over a package. So I did receive it and I opened it up. So uh, do you want to set it up? I've got it right here. I, I can just- No, I, I, did you just go. Okay. So we got two eight by tens. Interesting photograph references for both. You got championship belts on both folks. I think it's intercontinental belts in both cases. Uh, just double checking here. No, I think, okay. is it one a championship belt? Like an NWA they're both they're both cha- they're both championship belts. No, but uh, no, is in like NWA championship or something? Uh, or AWA well, that's or... probably so. Okay, so we got Greg the Hammer Valentine. So we got that going on. So you got a belt yep. there. Now let me double check here. I'm just taking a look. Uh, I'm not sure if it's NWA or not. I know this. I, I know I've seen this belt before. Maybe it is. Maybe it is National Wrestling Alliance. But regardless, I have seen that belt for sure uh, before. So we got that going on. Now, question. Uh, I assume this is from a signing that you participated in. Uh, it, it is from basically, uh, I was, I had got something, uh, that I'd ordered and it took forever to get here. Mm-hmm. So as part of a mea culpa for taking so long, there were some extras thrown in. Okay. Gotcha. And the second one is Tito Santana wearing the intercontinental belt. So we got that going on in nice the nice like yellow. The yellow is a good move in the dark area. It actually stands out. It pops quite nicely. So very good. And actually, and like, he's got the Ariba on his shirt. Let's, let's also point that out too. He does have that. That's true. Um, and I think I do. I actually had, this is a, this was a toss in on an eBay thing. I received a little while ago. Nice. There you go. Little Tito Santana card to go along with uh thing, by the way, with the, with the, with the sombrero because reasons. Well, why not? Right? Yeah. So there you go. So Greg, the hammer hand time, Tito Santana. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Bit random, but uh, very interesting. Well, I thought I was that. Uh, you know what? When you sometimes when you have things and you're like, you know, I have. Uh, do I have it handy? Hold on a second. If it's if it's not too because I did not prepare for this. So if it's if I have to actually really look for it, I'm not going to. Is it in here still? No. So while Dave is rummaging, I grabbed uh, I grabbed one more thing because it, because it was part of my stuff today. So we're uh, we're on fire today. Okay, so that went from yes. So my my Greg the Hammer Valentine was this one. Oh, okay, and you're drawing. Yep, got it. So right, so when that came in, I was like, who do I feel would appreciate this the most? And the answer was Carlos, and therefore I sent them off to you. No, nope, that's fair. Sounds good. Yeah, I've been on fire. Speaking of, and I'll talk about that. Uh, actually, I may as well talk about that now because then once we get into the other segments, it'll make more sense. Um, I've been I've been on absolute fire picking up a lot of the uh, wrestling cards. Mm-hmm. So even uh, even today, I included uh, included the Super Factor. So we got the Buddy Murphy Super Factor nice. going on there. Uh, so this is where the light helps a little bit because I can get a little bit of an angle on it just to give you guys a bit of a sense. These are actually very cool. So these yeah. are one of ones. Like you know, if you it's basically if you if you. Ha- Put it at a certain angle, you see it very nicely, and if you go on the other angle, we get blinded. Yep. So yeah, they got those little swirls, this pattern. Uh, Panini actually uses a similar thing called um, they call them vinyls. It's the same. It's the same technology. It's the same kind of uh, foil. Uh, very interesting though. They're kind of cool. But that is a one of one to go along with it. So if I decide to do a rainbow, I have the the toughest one. So the other ones should be more readily available. Uh, but I've been building. I've been stockpiling. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun stuff picking up some of these things, building quite a nice little collection of some different stuff going on. I got some more William Regals in. So that was fun. Nice. That's been on the Instagram. Yep. So I got I got three different William Regal refractor autographs. Uh, so I may have a mini rainbow of that going. That's pretty so, sweet. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I finish that. But um, I've got most of the tough ones. So that's good. But uh, overall, it's going to be interesting because one of the things I'm being cognizant of is that since I do have a little bit of a following on that Instagram thing, uh, sorry, on Instagram, but as well as the uh, YouTube site, um, and it was a discussion point during the live stream, is that I'm interested in what happens, what the threshold is, because some folks really get paranoid about this. They worry about people pumping up the market, which is to say like, oh, well, you're just promoting it so that you can sell it and make more money. It's like, well, not exactly because I'm buying it because I like the stuff. But if other people see it and go, oh, that's kind of cool, I want one of those, well, then naturally that's going to reduce the supply, which naturally is going to push up the price. So it's, it's almost like, so you don't want anybody to talk about anything they like? Uh, because, if, because the second they do, there's a possibility that some people may go like, oh, actually, I want one of those too. And if it's already limited, it becomes even harder to pick them up, and therefore the price does this. Yeah. So it's a, it's a weird balance because some people do that. Some people will use their influence to promote something and really talk it up so that you can get people to get you know uh, go after it, and that w- raises the price. Whilst they have a pile of them sitting right here, ready to ready to pounce the moment that that price reaches a nice number they like. So it is it is a danger, but it's one of those things that just accusing everybody of it willy nilly is is not exactly responsible. Does yeah. that make sense? For so sure. it's there's a balance because um, 
I went and I looked in my ship, my cards thing, and I have about 50 lots of stuff that I've got piled up right now. Probably 45 of them are wrestling, Dave. My next mail day is going to be like wrestling, wrestling. So you want some wrestling? Because I, I like got it. some wrestling. And like then it. there's more wrestling. And how about some more shiny wrestling? Would you like some wrestling, Dave? <laughs> it's Here's a lot. refractor. You get a refractor. You get a refractor. You get Dude. a refractor. Dude, I even have a rock. Brace yourselves. I got shiny rock. It's coming. Before the show is over, I will show shiny rock. I don't I have like it. it. I, don't, I don't have it in hand, but I'll show you a picture. Uh, but anyway, um, and then we'll talk about that a little bit at the end. But for now, let me quickly, let me quickly, before we get to WrestleMania, let me quickly explain why I was so right. And then we'll come back to the rest of the AW. I want to get us up to date. All right. So, so, this, so the specific thing I wanted to chat about was the Thunder Rose with Rick Baker match. Long story short, the match was okay. I had a feeling it wouldn't be great because right now they have struggled with the ring ring chemistry. Thunder Rosa to me is still struggling in ring. Like, I don't know what's going on with it. She's had a bunch of matches in a row with different opponents that are like, okay, it's fine. Her reaction is strong. Uh, she gets, uh, she does get a great reaction. And to be clear from what we said weeks ago, she is the right person to be champion right now. The momentum was riding with her. Uh, Britt Baker needed a breather to, to get off of that because, you know, uh, there's only so much you can do when saturation. The problem is that Britt Baker's title reign was not booked well. But the strength of her character work was so good that she was able to maintain a good reaction. She was still able to be rea people reacting to her and booing her, but none of her feuds really clicked. The only one she sort of had something going with is Thunder Rosa, but like I said, at the end, it kind of petered out a little bit. For sure. Yeah, the revolution was not the right venue to do that title change. You would not have gotten a fraction of the reaction. Having it in Thunder Rosa's adopted state got a huge reaction when she won. The cage match was the right stipulation to end this segment of the great. feud. That was, was the, all that was good. Yeah, it was very underwhelming. I felt like my word to describe it would be underwhelming. Yeah, but I the felt like we were, we were we were actually trending in that direction because the last couple of matches I had seen, the chemistry hasn't been there. Like I, I haven't seen much chemistry with any opponent with Thunder Rosa yet, and Britt Baker is struggling a little bit with it. So we're gonna see if they're able to fix some of that. I'll talk about I'll talk about some more with that, but quickly I wanted to I did take some notes at it. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make a video about it standalone. I would have done it. Um, but I do, there's a couple points here that I want to hit on. So one of the things I didn't like, and I mentioned it is that big chair spot where Rick Baker set up like a million chairs. Yeah. The problem is it took too damn long. Exactly. And, yeah. It really and, killed the pacing of that match. Yeah. And the other thing though, is that actually that would hurt. The problem is it doesn't look like it hurts nearly as much as you, like you basically got like a flat thing and you're landing right on it and then flipping over it. But the problem is because you fell from such a relatively small distance, it doesn't look like it. it the, there's no impact there. Uh, it doesn't feel like it. Even though, like, trust me, if I push you onto that thing, even from a small distance, ow, actually, my back. That's not great. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think that's part of like a trend though too in, in, in re a lot of wrestling right now is that you know you have this, and it, it's something that bugs me. But you have this high spot, or or you, you know that that we've talked about the finishing moves, how people do the finishing move, and then it's like they just kick out, right? Like you have this amazing high spot, and they kick out at one. It's like, why? Why did you do that? Yeah, I think the goal. Right? Like, one... what do you? What do you gain? What does this match gain from that chair angle? Nothing. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what I said. Uh, here's the thing: you could have done the chair angle, but that should be right then, near, right near the end. That should be basically the setup to the end. If you insist on it, the match sure. should end soon after. Because if that is the thing that then leads her into being dazed, and then boom, Thunderosa hits a big move, her finisher. Absolutely. The match ends. I can totally justify that. For sure. I could yeah, exactly. But that's not what happened. Yeah. And then they but did then the thumbtacks. Like, let's thing. get the thumbtacks because reasons. But again, if the thumbtacks is directly the end, like immediately the first time that Britt Baker falls on the thumbtacks, one, two, three. Okay. Like I, but the problem is that you kept going. <laughs> so it's like it, it you negated a lot of the impact. You used everything you had and people are kicking out of this stuff and the pinfall isn't happening and you're negating a lot of the thumbtack needs to be the finish or the chairs needs to be the finish and when it happens the match needs to end it's like at that moment right after that it needs to end yeah um you can't keep dragging it out because it it wrecks a lot of the a lot of what's going on that's why i say like i think they still need to work on their match structure somebody who's working one of the agents that's working with them they need to fix that structure because there is a way to do this match we can actually eliminate some elements of it and actually make it a better match Sure. And we can still get, we can still have the chair thing if you want to do it. You want to do the chair thing? Cool. Let's do the chair thing. Then we'll we'll skip on the thumbtacks. Or we'll do the thumbtacks and we won't do the chair thing. Pick one. Like, don't use both. Pick one. And then and then you get a little bit more in there. But, yeah. Um, 
And one other thing that I want to mention here, the referee bump was actually a bit excessive. <laughs> I got a kick out of it. It was silly, but it was, it was too much. <laughs> they worked too hard on that one. Um, the end result. So my point here is, and I made bullet point notes on this. I said, there was the right crowd for this, the right result, but now puts things in. So this is my point here. Makes an interesting next act as there aren't many obvious opponents for Thunder Rosa. Now, I jotted all this down. And so I don't know if you can see that there. Look at that. Yep, I see there's there a lot. There were a lot of damn I notes. I read it, but I see there's yeah. a lot. Okay, so basically, I put in some guesses here. So I said, my initial guess for next opponents are Thunder Rosa. So this was on March the 16th when I made my guess. I said, either Mercedes Martinez in a lazy move or Nyla Rose. <laughs> it was so easy. But th there's a specific reason why I said this. I said, even though I'm not sure what would precipitate the specific feud, but if they go that route, I recommend making sure they're clear that they are fighting for what they're fighting for beyond the title. So you got to come up with something. And I would have the feud last at least two matches with some skirmishes in between. So we'll see if they do that. That would be my recommendation. You can't run have run through opponents too soon. But the problem is, and this was the issue I was having, um, that at the same time, Britt Baker should probably be best served to get a breather off TV. My point was there aren't enough heel opponents. Because right now, going through the roster, like if you go through the roster quickly, I'm not seeing who your heel opponents are going to be. And that was the issue that I was that I was seeing, and that, that that I'm like I'm looking through that roster. The bunny's not a legit opponent. She's she's a gatekeeper. She's like for new people to come in. That's who the bunny's for. Penelope Ford. That's who it's for. Pirate Julia Hart isn't ready. You know, it's not the time. Um, <sighs> sorry. It would be so good, Carlos. It, it would not if be. If she good. was ready, it would not be good. Now, now is not the time. If so, she was ready, I'm saying. Yeah. So I put in the question. I said, okay, maybe a heel Statlanders. If she's starting to go a little bit heelish, that could work. I could that, work with that. I could give. Um, yeah, I'll give you that. Plus, she's oh, also been get she's been getting a lot better too. I agree, but the point is, like, I, I'm looking. Remember, at this moment, this is this is now a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to rack my brain, trying to think because then I was looking at, I was looking at forbidden door possibilities. That's one angle I threw in there. That would you could cheat your way through. My point is, the problem with Britt Baker's title reign wasn't Britt Baker. The problem is there was no well carved out path. She needed opponents, but she needed correctly sequenced opponents. It's not just having an opponent. You need to have see. You know who would be the most logical person for Thunder Rosa to compete with? Serena Deeb. But she's busy. Serena Deeb would be great for her. Nyla Rose makes perfect sense because she wasn't doing anything else at that moment. And she yeah. is a heel. And she's an established heel who has been champion before. So she has some credibility. But after Nyla Rose, um, maybe Serena Deeb? Maybe... Maybe, yeah, if you can book it over there to yeah. make it have make sense, right? But that's why I said, like, Nyla Rose, you need to keep that feud going for like a month, a month and a half. You need some time to allow you to then set up your next person. That's why I said, if there was a heel stat letter, that could at least be interesting. But you have or to establish you could just feud against God, Alamiro. That is a fact. That is a fact. But the, the bottom line is, even if you try to bring in somebody new, and obviously we'll talk in a little bit when we get to the rest of the AWPs, Tony Storm came in and great that helps that division but tony storm is a face you bring in ember moon she'd be a face so i'm so i was again wrapping my brain it's like okay so who I do you got probably you could book ember moon as a heel I think. i'm sure but like it would be a stretch because at first she would get cheered and and, and again you're shoehorning in like a match you you need to figure True. out thunder rosa needs a reason to feud with it's like oh ember moon it's like sorry athena it would be athena at that point it's like oh athena hates thunder rosa. why <laughs> like she just showed up <laughs> what's the animosity over like you have to give me something here yeah. uh nyla rose can just be a jerk <laughs> there you go there's a reason um she's already established that she can do that so that that actually works um a heel statlander or something could work mm -hmm. the thought i had was uh a taya valkyrie could make sense because she does her best stuff as a heel that could work you could do that um if you wanted to try a little Forbidden Door thing, you could uh, look at uh, something like Camille from NWA because they've done some work there before. And Camille is the NWA Women's Champion and Thunder Rosa was the NWA Women's Champion. So you actually have a little bit of line of success. By the way, Serena Deeb was also an NWA Women's Champion. So you could sequence them so that you've got like these challengers that actually have a little bit of an indirect connection. Right. And they were the three last NWA Women's Champions, including the current one. So like there's actually a line of succession here. There's a little bit of a logic to it. Or if you did Forbidden Door, Diana Peraza would be really good. She's got two belts already. So she could be like, the idea here being that she's decided she wants to collect belts. And it's like, all right, I want yours too. That would make sense. <laughs> and she's a heel. So like, the point is you can do it. But if you notice, I'm, I'm reaching outside of the AW roster because I'm struggling to figure out who you have on your roster as a heel who feels legit. The only other one you have left is Jade. And what she's about, got the other title. What about Jamie Hayter? 
Jamie Hayter, you could set up, but she needs to get some wins that high profile wins to set her up as somebody uh, that could challenge for that title. Because to me, Jamie Hayter is much closer to being in the TBS championship run. Like it would make infinitely more sense for her to compete for that. Yeah. And the, and the, and the problem is all your other people, um, Ruby Soho face, um, you know, I, I go through the rest of that roster. It's like, you know, red velvet. She's not in that. She's not on that level. She should be competing for a TBS championship. So I said, go through the women's roster. It's like, yeah, that's true. No. When you do, it's it's actually kind of depressing when you do this, girls. Yeah, yeah. but, but I'm I'm being logical about this. And the thing is, you can get them to that level. My point is, you're not going to be able to snap your finger and get them there this week, or next week, or a month from now. You actually need to okay, set them up. You know, Jamie Hader, sure. That's why I say Nyla Rose needs to be feuding with her. In my opinion, for a month or two to give you a buffer. Yeah. If Jamie Hader suddenly starts running off big wins on Dynamite and and uh, uh, and Rampage, have her showcased on TV, running through some people, then great. I, you could build her up. And in a month and a half from now, Jamie Hader could show up and go, I want that belt. Sure. Mm-hmm. But you need to do that then. You need to establish her as a monster who's rolling through some people. And then, there you go. but Nyla Rose needs to be your bridge. You need to you need to kill time in between. That's why I say, like, yeah. go through the rest of the roster. Who else you got? Uh, Sheeta? Sheeta's a face. Riho. <laughs> like we're struggling here and at least she is a former champion at least Riho's a former champion but like i i don't see how this this, this is going to work as a pairing like that's why i say like they better be careful because thunder rosa is the right champion right now you're going to improve that division you're adding more elements to it good um even if you brought in tegan knox again face so it's like <laughs> i don't have anybody for you thunder rosa who are you competing with yeah yeah, so they got to be careful because they don't have enough heels right now, to, or at least credible heels. The bunny has lost too many times. Penelope Ford has lost too many times. They're not credible as heels to challenge for for the top title. So it's like, okay, guys, you're gonna have to think through this one a little bit. Look through that roster and find who you think can actually be a good, effective heel, and start establishing them very quickly. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you don't have anybody on that level. Because otherwise, again, the only person who's over as a heel is Jade. Yeah. Okay, so she won that title. Now she's going for the world championship. Really? Is that what you want to go with? I don't think so. Not right now. No. You're, you're, you've got a booking issue here. Correct. And there is ways out of it, but you have to get real creative. That's why my opinion is use the forbidden door thing as a crutch to get you across the line. You need to buy time to set up. You need to identify some women on that roster, in your in your roster, that you want a position for that, and start getting them on TV running through some people. And yeah. you need to do it as quickly as possible to establish them so that... In two months' time or three months' time, they can show up in front of Thunder Rosa. I say, "Oh, yeah, she's been winning matches on TV all the last couple of months, all, all over. She's like, she's like eight and zero, and like the last, she's been killing some people. Perfect. That's what you want. It's simple, but you got to actually put in the, you got to put them on TV. We got to see them winning these matches convincingly. That's why I say Serena D would be good, but she's got to get out her feud with Sheeta. That's the only way you can do it. But again, then after Serena D, who you got? So I, I can buy I can buy three or four months. I can get you three or four months down the road with two opponents, but then I need somebody after that. Yeah. I kind of like the heel Statlander thing. I think that could be cool. And if you establish it and, I, and you, you take my idea, I've given you four months to make your a monster heel. And then you can have Jamie Hayter after that if you want. And by that point, she should be ready. So actually, yeah. I could get you four or five opponents down the road and maybe go. get you seven or eight months it's down just, the road. It's just that first step, really. This one is going to be critical. The Nyla Rose one needs to be executed well. They need to give them time. You can't have one match and then blow it off. You got to give, it's it's got to stretch, stretch, give you more time. That way Serena Deep can get out from under what she's doing right now. And you're going to have the Owen Hart Cup and you're going to have some other women probably come in. But I'm saying like, get Diana Perrazzo in there. See if she'll she'll come and do some show. You can buy her. And it's not like they haven't worked with other promotions before. That's what I mean. Like, think about it this way. That's totally beyond, um, a feasible option i think yeah i think champion versus champion you could totally sell that at one of those spe- tv specials that i think that could be a fun little uh, fun little diversion to get you a little bit further down the line and you're giving thunder rosa wins against nice opponents along the way she, it'll help build her championship much better down the road one of these heels will take it from her but give them some you got to give thunder rosa a little time but you need a point that's why i said the brit baker problem wasn't that she didn't have opponents is that you didn't build any of them to look credible so she kept beating them and it's like okay who's next yeah. Okay, who's next? <laughs> You're just killing time. For sure. Uh, so it's a lesson that needs to be learned. Okay. Uh, so you want to do the uh, worst WrestleMania card ever? That's kind of what I think it is. Yeah, it really is. All right. Um, because realistically, if you look at the matches, 
right? The the and then we have talked about this a little bit before. We don't need to go into too much because it's happening right now mm-hmm. as we record. Uh, but I I thought Carlos and I would like your your take on this. So here here's like some of the matches that we're gonna see. Okay. Bring it. Pat McAfee versus Johnny Knoxville. No, I'm just no it's uh, no you're no, the same not, as no, Zane, it's no. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Who cares? Jo- Pat McAfee versus Johnny Knoxville would be more interesting. Well, it would. Okay. <laughs> um, you who's Johnny Knoxville facing? Uh, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Then you have the Miz and is it Logan Paul? I think it's Logan Paul, yeah. It's, it's somebody Paul, right? One of those people. Logan Paul, right? It's just like all these cele- – let's put in some celebrities and, you know, it's, it's all just garbage. Like, realistically, okay, Brock versus Roman should be good, but how many times do we need to see that match? Yeah. Right? The chances of the best match are pro- is probably going to be, in my opinion, Edge versus AJ Styles. Okay. But, so but I, I, th- I, I think the, I think the problem though is don't forget it's a two night WrestleMania. Edge versus AJ Styles will be tomorrow. Yeah. So I, I've got I've got the card. I think the tentative card again. It's subject to change, right? So, so you, as we discuss this, I would like to do this. I would like to bring this back. It's quick, Go ahead. but I want to introduce the latest installment of Dave made a list. Carlos makes shit up. Mm. My list here is wrestling matches that could be at WrestleMania mm. that are better than what is currently taking place. Okay. okay? And I have one, two, three, four, five, six left listed. First okay. one. And now, granted, obviously, this would require some kind of buildup. I'm just talking about the match. I'm not talking about current storyline. As a standalone. Okay, sure. Go okay. Ahead. Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. Yep. You could 100% have done that, yeah. Okay. Ricochet versus Seth Rollins instead of Seth Rollins versus mystery opponent. Cody Rhodes. Which is probably <laughs> going to be Cody Rhodes. By the way, that'll still be a disappointment. But I really hope it isn't. Just, uh, that would actually be funnier. Just to fuck with people. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch instead of versus Charlotte. Yeah, that was the logical one. Everybody wanted that one. But yeah. Okay. Alexa Bliss versus Sh- Sasha Banks. That would be entertaining from the background perspective. I don't know if current Alexa Bliss, though, would work. Like in her current iteration, if she reverted back to her previous persona, probably. And I think Sasha Banks would probably be more interested in that than what they're actually doing. But go ahead. Veer Mahan. Versus Jinder Mahal. Veer Mahan versus Jinder Mahal. <laughs> I would have done Veer Mahan versus Shane McMahon and see if they hurt each other. Well, that'd be okay, too. That'd be funny. Uh, and, and last, Kevin Owens in an actual match. Yeah. It's not like you don't have people that you can have on there. But, yeah, the it's, it's another opportunity missed. It really is. Right? Because, like, Stone Cold's going to get a huge pop when he comes out tonight. Yeah. No doubt. But... You know what I mean? Like, if you're trying to sell the card, right? Because they didn't sell out. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. I don't think it did, because there were no. still lot. Like, there were lots of ads I got on my Instagram feeds and things for tickets this week. There was no chance that they would sell out both nights because they were never configured to do that. Well, it's also what is a hundred and how many thousand people? It's a hundred. Th- it would be approximately a hundred thousand for each night. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I put a Kevin Owens card on there. Is this one you bought? Oh, yeah. Nice. Like it's Kevin Owens autograph, shocking wins. That's when he defeated John Cena when he was the when he was the NXT champion. And he defeated John Cena, the United States champion, and didn't win the belt because at the time, storyline, he decided it was beneath him to challenge for the belt, where it would have made more sense for him to have two belts, heaven forbid. A precursor to questionable booking. He got a great win against, he got a, by the way, he got a clean win against John Cena, which in theory is like, oh my God. At the time, that was still a big deal. It's like, all these years later, he's been champion, yes. But now he is in a talking segment with Stone Cold where he'll get stunned, stunned and have beer poured on him. And Probably. that's his big WrestleMania moment. By the way, I think that's supposed to be the last thing on night one. Yes. That's, that, that's, our, that's our main event. Yeah. Now remember, but Carlos, don't forget, this is the most stupendous WrestleMania ever. Yeah. Somebody bought Vince's thesaurus. Like, ugh. Just literally garbage. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, obviously, I think some things will probably end up being better than expected. Uh, but but overall, like, nothing nothing on this. There's no match on here that I look at and go, I'm going to buy a ticket because of that match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you're doing – it's just 
They should be better than that, Carlos. Yeah. So I've got the actual card here in front of me. I'll quickly give some quick thoughts. And if there's anything you want to add, feel free. Okay? I'll do it real quick here. Uh, So we got the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boobs. Who cares? Exactly. It's for the Tag Team Championship, but who cares? Uh, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. Really? Who cares? Uh, I expect expect Bianca Belair to win. I already explained why this is relevant. Bianca Belair is shit. Oh, but Carlos, she's good. No, I'm saying she has been booked like shit. WB has told me she's shit. She will win this title, but Becky Lynch already beat her in under 30 seconds. We already established this. We talked about this. She beat her clean as a whistle in less than 30 seconds. So this is irrelevant. I don't care. If, I don't care if Bianca Belair wins in 30 seconds. She's not going to. That match is going to last a little time. But who cares? Becky Lynch already beat her easily without any problem. Yeah. It's like you just you just need to give it back to her to like as a make good. It's like Bianca Belair's diminished. She's not what she was prior to you doing that. But anyway. Rey Mysterio versus, and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. No one cares. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss. Who cares twice? The New Day, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston because Big E almost died versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. Who cares? Really, who cares? Seth freaking Rollins versus To Be Announced. Vince McMahon will announce Rollins' opponent on the night of the event. By the way, if it is Cody Rhodes, I'm going to point out that Vince McMahon announcing them makes no sense. Is that supposed to be a reward? A punishment? If it's a punishment, why? If it's a reward, why? If it's just to fill in time, why? <laughs> like, I actually don't understand. Like, there is no scenario in which Cody Rhodes being here for this actually makes it any better. Like, it literally is pointless. He could have just shown up and waved to the crowd and it would have been about the same. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, you and may I'm as pretty, well not and be I'm, And I imagine Seth Rollins is going to beat him. Well, that, here's the thing. No, you could make an argument that no matter what, it's the wrong answer. If Seth Rollins yeah. beats him, it's like, you brought the guy in. This is your I big agree. thing. You're like, ooh, Cody Rhodes. He's a stardust. And then Seth Rollins beats him. Or, ooh, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has been doing some good work, but it's like you bring Cody Rhodes uh, to beat him. Okay, cool. So now what? No, literally, now what? Yeah. They have a rematch? Like, do I care? I didn't care about the first one. Why would I care about a rematch? Anyway, uh, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey, a singles match for the Women's Championship. Uh, like I said, I believe for night one, uh, from what I understand, it's supposed to be uh, the um, the Austin and... Uh, and uh, Kevin Owens will be the actual main event, not a wrestling match, an actual uh, talking segment. So, woo. So that's yeah. night one. Here's night two. Uh, again, tentative, subject to be changed, blah, blah, blah. All right, Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, Natalia and Shayna Baszler in a four-way, fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Yawn. Exactly. Uh, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in an anything-goes match. Lord knows. Uh, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. These are literally listed back to back. If they actually put them back to back, that would be death. That will actually kill the crowd. You will destroy them. This is the this will be the worst. Um, RK Bro, uh, RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. So you have a four fatal four way the night before, and now you have a triple threat for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. Another multi person tag for the yeah, championship. Let's get rid of some of these multi person matches, please. Edge versus AJ Styles. Who cares? Bobby Lashley versus Almost. Who cares twice? You put Bobby Lashley in Almost. You know what? I have a great idea. Let's do this. Let's do the Queens. Let's do the Fatal Four Way taking over the Women's Championship. That's irrelevant. Then we'll do Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Then we'll do Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. And you know what? I say put Bobby Lashley in Almost. We get a four straight matches that literally make the audience want to pull their hair out, so they leave the building by the time we get to the main event. I want to test your I want to test your endurance, WWE Universe. I want to give you so much shit you want to leave, but you paid for this. That's what I want. And you paid a lot of money for this. Yes, that's why I want it. This is all I want, Dave. I want I want it to be this. Or better yet, if I was WWE, I would really test their test their patience. I would put Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns on first, and then if you stay, you're watching the rest of this shit for no reason. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be funny. The main event of WrestleMania night two should be Bobby Ashley versus Omos. The most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. Yeah. There's nothing stupendous about this at all. It's trash. It's actual trash. Right? Like at the honestly, at the end of the day, there I'm sure there will be some good matches. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of them, but they, I would think that you're gonna have a handful of matches. And by handful I mean less than five for this entire card that are good or de- decent to good 
But let me append that, Dave. I will do you one better. I agree with you. However, let me do you one better. I think no one will remember any of them. Not a single person will remember one match from this two weeks from now. There will not be a memorable WrestleMania match here. Not one. Not on this list. On two nights of things. WrestleMania, historically, was always the, hey, do you remember WrestleMania 18, The Rock and Hogan? Yes, I do. <laughs> do you remember WrestleMania 19? The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin went, went the main event one final time where Austin retired initially. WrestleMania 19 is when he retired. We're at 38. But people remember that match. They remember a couple matches of WrestleMania 20 and some of the other ones here and there. Through the years, there have been matches that have been memorable and stand the test of time. Which one of these stands the test of time? Which one of these makes it to next month? Yeah. I will forget every single one of these matches in two weeks. Even Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, they've actually already done this. Well, exactly. That's like, the thing, right? This like, is how many like, times do we need to see this match? Like, like, will they give us a good... Will it probably be a good match? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It, but who cares? And the thing is, you've got, again, I've picked on the I picked on a bunch of these matches, but like the women's the women's uh, title matches. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. The match will be fine. Ronda Rousey's pretty decent in the ring. If she's, if she's got the rust off, she'll be fine. Charlotte Flair is solid when she wants to be, when she's motivated, and I'm sure she'll be motivated for this. Um... But don't remember this match. I expect Ronda Rousey to win, but who cares? It's not going to mean anything in a week. We'll move on to the next feud. Whatever. Let's move on next. Next one underneath. Uh, you know, the... Uh, oh, what's it called? Friggin' I lost it already. Uh, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. They actually put both the women's title matches on the same night. So, uh, yeah, you have Becky Lynch. So one will overwhelm the other. One of them will be better than the other. And they'll that one will get a little more plug. But Bianca Belair wins. Okay, Bianca Belair wins the title. Congratulations. She'll be under a feud next show. Who cares? Yeah. And then what do you do with Becky Lynch? She'll, I don't know, she'll console Seth Rollins after his defeat at the hands of Hornswoggle or who's, whatever. Who's, whatever who's, Vince McMahon announces. Could you imagine? I can. It's Vince. It's like, I'm sending my son, Hornswoggle. Everybody thought of Shane, Hornswoggle. <laughs> Honestly, like, see, this is the problem with it. Like, this is more fun. You know, pretending that it's you know not going to be Cody Rose and the possibilities of who it could be is way more fun than who it end will end up being. But that that's WWE's problem in a nutshell is that we have had so long speculating on the Cody Rhodes thing. Cody Rhodes coming out would actually be a disappointment. It would actually be disappointing. I'm like, don't, don't do know. it. I think there's a lot of WWE fans who are going to be like, it's Cody Rhodes, right? And then nobody like, in no WWE fans are going to be like, it's Cody Rhodes. They're going to be like, it's Stardust. Fair enough. Like, he, he was a I mean, jobber when he left. He's not. He's not a star in WWE. <laughs> it doesn't was. matter how you promote him. He's not he a star. Yeah, he's not a star. Yeah, but I I feel I feel that there's a. I mean, I don't know this for sure because I don't, I don't talk to people in in circles like this enough. But I feel that the 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 thought process out there is that, you know, he left AEW to go to WWE, and that's that's a big deal. It would have been immediately after. It would have been the contract runs out. You put out, you roll him into the show, and then he shows up right after doing a match. He rolls into Monday Night Raw or SmackDown and comes in and challenges somebody like days after. Or if there's some kind of element of surprise that's still up in the air, we don't know if he's resigning or not, and then he shows up on Raw or SmackDown, then yes. A month later, after we've been pitched a million scenarios, there is not he could come out and demand to be included in the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match as a triple threat and walk out with the WWE Championship and It'll be a seven out of ten. Be, not because, by the way, the crowd be confused, perplexed, but th at least that would be shocking. At least, at least be like, really? You got Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and we give the title to Stardust. I mean, I mean, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> so at least that would be shocking. It would, it would surprise people, and then he could come out, you know, swaggering in with his new championship, going, "I beat both your guys. They both suck." That would at least be fun. <laughs> like, but anything they're gonna do here is like a tremendous. He's facing if if they have him here, he's gonna be facing Seth Rollins some rando match at WrestleMania. Who cares? Like a month and a half later, oh my God, it's Cody Rhodes. Woo! Well, That'll show AEW. Woo! They moved on without him, and the next show was really good. <laughs> they didn't need Cody Rhodes. It's true. 
And I mean, well, it's the same. It's like anything. It's just like people. But I think people. I I don't know. I think you're not giving enough credit that people are that people will be excited for it because it's like, oh, it happened. And but then like two weeks later, it's like, who? That's yeah. what I think is going to happen. Yeah, my point is that I don't think it even lasts two weeks. I think I think it might last two minutes. <laughs> he might he might get a lukewarm reception by the time he gets to the ring. All right, I'm over it. Let's move on. Yeah, but I I feel the initial pop. Well, it's not gonna be huge, but it, the, the initial pop will be good. And then, oh yeah, now we remember this guy when he left. Like, because right, like his booking before he left wasn't like stupendous. Yeah. And even in his AEW, to be clear, he was always, he had a slot in the show every week. But to be clear, he wasn't AEW world champion. He, he, he operated in kind of his own Codyverse pocket. He was treated very well. Like he was actually, they actually made, protected him pretty well in that little Codyverse pocket. But anybody who came in and out of the Codyverse pocket, they participate in some stuff with him, have some matches, have a feud, and then move on to other things. Like his pocket was like almost a separate pseudo universe. It was like a spinoff of AEW. It, was, it wasn't even like actually part of the rest of the show. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, it's like, what what are you taking? Like literally, if 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 Roman Reigns was cut today, and AEW put Roman Reigns on the show, people would flip out. If they got Brock Lesnar somehow, people would flip out. If they got John Cena to show up on the show or The Rock to show up on the show, people would freak out. Cody Rhodes shows up, they're like, okay, that's cool. And uh, are you are you bringing are you bringing somebody else with you? Um, do do you have anybody else? If you got Kenny Omega, I'd be kind of impressed. <laughs> like, at least Kenny Omega is more associated with that. It, Cody Rhodes was already in WWE. It's not like you stole. Well, if if you get MJF, you get one of the AEW originals who's actually there, really associated with AEW first and foremost. Okay, but you got Cody, and truth is, he could go to WWE and then eventually end up back on AEW, and then maybe go to WWE one more time. He's just a dude who can flip flop back and forth. Yeah. Like it's don't don't sleep on the possibility that he could have a run in WWE and then end up back on AEW at some point. That's what I mean. Like it's not as big a deal as it sounds, and he can have his own Cody verse again. Just sit in a pocket somewhere. All right, cool. Have fun. Well, yeah, it's not like he was super popular. I mean, he was. You he know, got reactions. He, was, he got he reactions. There. He got reactions. That's what I mean. Sure. Like I, I can't act like he's this multi-time world champion who was facing the company for this entire time. Like he wasn't. No. He he was he was a prominent featured player. Uh, he was part of the mix, but it, it, the I'll put it this way. Here's the equivalent that I would give you. It would be like AEW getting Kevin Owens right now. Would it be nice? Yeah. Is it like the game changer? No, it's not. Or AJ Styles. AJ Styles is tremendous, but he's also in his 40s and like he, he, he can put on some great matches. But is it a big deal right this second? Like right now? No, not really. Or Finn Balor? Cool. Okay. Great. And we can find stuff for him to do, but it's not like you're not gonna flip. Oh my God, Finn Balor's here! Ah, Jesus channel. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the same. I'm not trying to diminish it, but I'm just trying to be like, let's put it in proper context because now we've had enough time to the initial shock. I don't. I don't know gone. at this point though who's gonna do that. For um, you know what I mean? Like, who, I, 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 it who? would pretty. It would pretty much be John Cena or The Rock. If John Cena randomly showed up on Dynamite, people would be like, "The fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> or The Rock. He goes, I just decided to show up. I'm The Rock. I can do whatever I want. That'd be great. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> but I, but yeah, people react much. to that. <laughs> That's what Pretty much think. so, right? Like, nobody out. like, I mean, you know, there, other people are good. What it's, it is what it is, right? Like, you know, like I enjoy, for example, like Keith Lee. Like, yeah. I, I enjoy Keith Lee for what he is. And I, and I think booked properly, Keith Lee could work. You got to remember, all these people we're talking about, most of them are wrestling stars. The Rock or John Cena are guys who are now establishing themselves or established as operating outside of WWE successfully in, yeah. their, in their respective ventures. But I, don't, I, I, I would never see either of those people ever doing any wrestling in another company. I understand. But I'm saying your question was who would yeah, be a big enough name to move to actually get like, oh, because that would be John Cena or The Rock showing up on AEW Dynamite. That would be shock worthy. That would oh, get attention sure. outside of the normal the, channels. You know, the only thing that really did that with AEW is, is CM Punk. Yeah. And then, but that, how long did that last for? Right. right. But that's, but the, my, I've said it to you before, Dave, 
you're not you're if you want long-term sustaining impact like nobody can do that for either company you, you could get jesus christ to show up to finally challenge this man to avenge god and it's not gonna work it, it'll draw a rating for a week and then we'll get used to it and then it'll be 50 50 booking with vince and jesus <laughs> and then we're back to normal pretty much i agree yeah. with you i agree with yeah. you yeah so like those days of getting that super long sustained reaction are not but you can build them you could have a moment but again it would require a very specific outcome very specific it's got to be someone who transcends even roman reigns and this is i, I had this discussion when people were talking about the cards uh some of those roman reigns uh super fractors and stuff are starting to sell for big money you know the equivalent the roman reigns equivalent of this would be thousands of dollars now these are starting to really go crazy for that but what do you think a super fractor the rock would go for the rock is on another tier yeah <laughs> like roman reigns is, is, and is when's is, the last time he wrestled stuff. what year oh it's been years now like like a regular match like a real match yeah i'm pretty sure the last time he wrestled a real match was the second one with john cena which was what what 2015 oh, it's been a long time uh i'll see if i can find it um uh, in the meantime so worst wrestlemania ever we're all in agreement um is there anything AEW was you want to touch on before we get to the NFL thing at the end? No, I don't think so because, you know, like there's, I think anything, there's nothing like noteworthy to me or shocking. Otherwise, we already talked about Santa Rosa. Yep. So I think we're good. All right, sounds fair. So let me quickly zip through. So this is what happens. I get to, I get too I get too passionate making fun of WWE. I have losing track of some of my eBay auctions. <laughs> I got. I got to start putting it on my phone. Make my life easier. It's fine. I, I've, I've been stockpiling enough stuff. A, a couple more. It's not going to make too much of a difference. Anyway, okay. So let me see if I can find this uh, wrestling database. I think is the one I want. So this is a good re resource if people aren't, aren't aware. Wrestling database. Um, I want to say. Oh, sorry. Pro Fight DB. That's the one we want. So let's look up The Rock. And we'll see. I will tell you. All right, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Last match. Okay. So at WrestleMania 32, he had like a fake match, really. And that was with um, Eric Rowan, where he beat him in like four seconds. Um, the last one before that was John Cena. Yeah, so it was the second John Cena match. That was WrestleMania 29. That's 2013. Yeah. Like, we're going on nine years. Because that's when he he he's in that, that um, he defeated Punk for the championship at Royal Rumble that year. Uh, Elimination Chamber. Yeah. So that, but it was that one. Yeah. So he won that one in February and then lost it to John Cena in April and to us April, 2013. And that is the last time that the rock wrestles a real, we'll say match. Right. And then the, the idea here, I guess, is supposedly to set up Roman Reigns in the rock for next year's WrestleMania when the rock will be 457 years old. I may be off by a little bit, but that's approximately what it is. I'm like, seems like a bad idea. seems like, uh, and I'm I'm sure the, the movie studio is like, yeah, could you not do that? Uh, maybe you can have Roman Reigns interview you. And then you could rock bottom him. That would be cool. <laughs> but, but, but you know, the other thing is, the other thing is, like people are now going about talking about, right? That oh, well, next year, you know, WrestleMania is in LA at um, SoFi, right? Yeah. Uh, and The Rock is going to face Roman Reigns, and oh my God! And it's like, are you really excited about a fifty-year-old? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, The Rock is in phenomenal shape, and you know, but really, like a, a both you know, possibly past their prime match. Like this match would, the time for this match has passed. Yeah. Please if don't you, give it to us. Yeah. If you tried maybe about four years ago, you probably could have pulled it off four years ago ish. Um, but that's why I say like, they keep getting these big long gaps for some of these folks. I was like, guys, there's a difference between wrestling shape. The rock is actually too big now to be a wrestler. Normally the last time he faced John Cena, he hurt himself because there's a gap there between that Eric Rowan thing was basically like uh, a rock bot, a couple of punches in a rock bottom. And that was three years after the John Cena one. Yeah. So he took three years off because I think he like uh, hurt his pec pectoral muscle. Like he literally got hurt during that John Cena match. And John Cena is pretty safe. Like he's actually very, very efficient over the years. Like he hasn't never had too many issues with hurting people. Um, and he's, the rock still got hurt. And that was nine years ago when he was nine years younger. You think it's going to get better? Yeah. That match might last five minutes if you do it. Like, I don't think it's going to be this good, long sustain. I don't think it's going to be a great classic match. It's like, and honestly, again, if I'm the movie studio, I'm like, yeah, no, we don't have insurance for that. You, you got a bunch more action movies to do. So you're busy. Sorry. So I don't know. Uh, that's just my opinion. I just don't think, uh, I don't think trying to pitch that for WrestleMania 39, almost 40, 
I don't think that's a great idea. But hey, I don't either. Yeah. So fair enough. I think that's good. All right. Anything in the NFL stuff you want to touch on? Uh, you know what? Honestly, it's just, just so much craziness that's gone on. Right? Like the quarterbacking cares. Like Matt Ryan is now in, was in Indianapolis. Yep. Is that correct? He's like, in Indianapolis Colt. What? Uh, how about Andy Dalton signing with the Saints, Carlos? Your new uh, starting quarterback. Sure. Yes. Man, no, man, Young Go King's still there. The Red Rifle. One day. One day he will actually prove you right, Carlos. Maybe. In, see? Justice for the Young Go King. Question mark. The, the question mark, mark is, is key. the key. The question mark is the key. Will we ever get it? Eh. Who knows? Hey, know, maybe, maybe, Tom maybe. Brady, Tom Brady comes back and then the coach decides he's not going to coach anymore. Maybe the solution, maybe the solution is Jameis Winston needs to up his value. He needs to get that respect from the organization. So I think I've, I think I've cracked the code, Dave. I think I've solved it. Envision it, if you will. I'm this. All right. I got it already. Jameis Winston. Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 39. Better than some of what they have now. But, but but we need to relocate WrestleMania 39 to New Orleans. Yes. And all of a sudden the crowd is like, you are the young goat king. <laughs> Done. Fixed but, it. Also, but Carlos, just so you know, in a move that surprises no one, the Usos defeated Nakamura and Boogs. Dang. I had so much hope. Um, but here, here's a question for you, Carlos. Does the right. question involve Samoa Joe showing up at Ring of Honor? Because that was great. No, it doesn't. But that is pretty cool. Yep. Uh, no, here's my question for you, Kraus, on an NFL, since we're, we're ending with this, and sure. there's been so much change and, and whatnot. What do you think happens to Baker Mayfield? <laughs> he takes some Roman Reigns for 39 with Jameson through it. <laughs> I just, just put this on the screen while, I, while I'm saying this. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that's not a 10. I like Samoa it. Joe. Loving it. Okay. Anyway, uh, so I will stop that. Okay. Uh, what happens with Baker Mayfield? Okay. Um, right now, he is a, not a lot of options. I really think. Um, I think if Cleveland really does want to get rid of him, I think they're really going to have to just accept basically whatever anybody will give. The problem is uh, the issue that I have is destinations. I'm trying to think like, who's shitty enough to need Baker Mayfield? Because that's basically what we're talking about. Who's shitty enough to Baker Mayfield or desperate enough? You pretty much need to be shitty or desperate. Um, and that's. Tennessee, um, the Jets. <laughs> like we're looking at the drags here, Dave. Like we got to scrape the bottom of the barrel over here. That's like, what I mean, right? Like it's it's not anybody good. Uh, you know what would be great for the content, though. You know what I would enjoy? Jacksonville. Yeah. Compete with Trevor Lawrence Baker because you do so well with adversity. But yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen because no. like I, I just don't. The lodge, the, the, I don't know. If, I don't. This is the thing. I don't think there is a logical destination for him. Well, there is. There is for me. Tampa Bay. Baker and Brady feuding. It's like all of a sudden, boom. It's like, why are you two? It's like in a steel cage for the starting job on Monday Night Raw. I tune in for that one. I would. I think that would. That would. Caused me to tune into. It's like I, I, I'd be, I'd be compelled. It's like I, hey, I feel Carlos, like I tune in this. Speaking of raw, most importantly, mm. April fourth, raw, Beer Mahan. Yes, yes, that is uh, true. Um, I'm really hoping that, like, you know, what would be the greatest moment in like raw history, aside from what I just described. The, the cage match. I, that, 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 I don't think you get much better than that. <laughs> look, look, Vince, I'm giving you this easy. I don't even like you, but I'm gonna give you the easy. What you need in the main event is Baker and Brady steel cage main event, but. In the middle of the show, right around the midpoint, somewhere. What the set, first hour break, second hour break, somewhere in there, just before you're about to go to the third hour, second hour, you bring out Veer Mahan. The big moment has arrived. Veer Mahan comes out and like looks menacing and beardy because he's got a very strong beard. <laughs> beard. <laughs> That's what we're gonna go with, beardy. It's the, not raw. You're not. That's raw. all he's got. I, of course, I'm not raw. I am Carlos. He's, I am right on this. Jack too. He's pretty. Yeah, I, sure. But I, let's be let's be clear. The beard. Please is tell me there's gonna be some baseball angle here. And there's gonna be a million dollar arm angle here. All I'm trying to say is he comes out being all beardy. You know, you know, yep. Jack pumped, doing yep. it, doing it. Okay, and then all of a sudden, that's when you hear the the glass break. And after the great, it's, sorry, not the glass break. That's when you hear the thing. You hear the music. Cody Rhodes comes out and hits him with a sledgehammer. <laughs> It's like your fierce feud is Veer Mahan. 
Ah, uh, yeah. Veer Mahan. Hey, I was hoping, you know what? I hope it works out for Veer because clearly the baseball didn't. So so would it be better if I have Veer Mahan versus another equivalent talent? Omas! Why not? Yeah, Omas. Uh, Colonel Aziz. I think it's Colonel Aziz. Yeah, it is Colonel Aziz. Tall, tall guy. Uh, who else we got? What, what other shitty person we got there? Um, ooh, he could he could fight Reggie uh, for the twenty-two for seven championship. I don't think he, he has it. it might be... Why don't we fight our truth? Because you know he's not. Our truth will squash him. Our truth. Our truth. After all those years, our truth comes out all serious, and all of a sudden he's Ron the Truth Killings. He's not even our truth right now. He's like he comes out. He's like all badass, and he's like kills this guy in like ten seconds. Just pins him and walks away. He goes, and after they're like. Our truth. What happened to you out there? He goes, I, I wasn't laying down for that guy. <laughs> he just walks away. It's beneath him. It is beneath our truth to deal with Birman. It's like sorry. It's like sorry, Beardy uh, man. To be fair, Not Carlos, beautiful. I believe it was uh, recently at house shows. I don't know how many, mm-hmm. but our uh, truth was actually getting beaten up by Birman. So, is that true? Yeah, that's a, that is a true story. I've done it again. I have channeled the universe. And once again, through me, the conduit, I have seen the future, Dave. Dave. Kind of, but in reverse with the opposite thing. When we get to the real show on TV, our truth destroys this man. That's possible. I mean, demolishes this man. Anything can happen at a house show because it doesn't matter. All of a sudden, it is our truth is the ultimate warrior, and Veer Mahan is the honky tonk man. This is not competitive. This is like. Boom, you're dead. Kill this man. I wonder how many people that listen to this will get that reference. The light, the shining light of the content gods has once again blessed me with the ability to see the future. There you go, man. That was a random name I threw out there. (laughs) That just makes it better. (laughs) Uh, If it comes to pass, by the way, I totally call that. All right. Just just to be clear, I totally call that. We will tell the people at a later episode. There you go. All right, perfect. Uh, Anything else? Otherwise, I'm good. I think we're good, Carlos. I, I will throw this out because I'm not, it's not an official one, but uh, you'll, you'll appreciate this story mm. real quick, okay? So mm. Canada made the World Cup. Mm. All right? First time in 36 years. All right? The draw this week was uh, yesterday. It was horrible. Uh, there's so much we could make fun of, but we're not going to because Carlos didn't watch it, mm. nor does Carlos really care. But I will put it this way. There are four pots, okay? So, like, the, the you know, the best teams are in pot one, the worst yep. teams based on ranking are in pot four. Okay. Canada missed out on being in pot three because they lost to Panama. Are they really called pots? Yeah. They should have sent in the guys from BC. They're good with pot. They are. But anyway, I just thought you would appreciate that tidbit of information. Interesting. Could have been pot three if only we'd beaten Panama. I gave it to you on a silver platter, Carlos. And that's the most enthusiasm I can muster for it. So, you know, I gave it the flag wave. I waved the flag. Mm-hmm. You did? That's from the consulate. That's directly from Panama. There you go. So I think that's it. Uh, a lot of good stuff. A lot of ground covered. Uh, I, I got to make fun of a lot of things and come up with a lot of much better, much better matches than the garbage they're getting to deliver. Uh, quick note of the well make as well. I, I, am, I was a fan of the whole, I want to check out a little bit more information about the whole Supercard of Honor because Samoa Joe did make his debut. And therefore, Samojo is now all elite, which is fun. I think uh, I don't need him to have him in a bunch of matches and stuff, but it's cool. I think it's cool that he's like, he, he's another good wrestling mind. And if he can contribute anything to right now, I'm liking this is where I, this is where I'm hoping Tony Khan is getting the he's getting the vibe that I'm setting. It's like, dude, you've got William Regal. You've got Samojo. You've got a bunch of guys who actually do work in the back at WWE. It's like you could build an amazing group of lieutenants to really help flesh out some of the stuff you're doing good wrestling minds who know what they're doing who can also perform and do things for you out there in the microphone and in the ring if you really want them to but otherwise like a, you could build an amazing brain trust of some really smart people in the business and really flesh out some of these angles that are missing some meat like there's a lot of good possibilities on i like the roster they've built and i like the possibilities of some of the people they could get to fill out some of the pieces Right now, you've got a player for almost every position, and you've got utility players that can move all around the field, so to speak, in this metaphor. I'm like, now you just got to figure out how to use them. How do you want to position these people? I gave you that example with the women's roster. Look, you can still get by on what you've got right now, but you got to flesh this out and really plan this out strategically. There yeah. is a path to use the people you have effectively 
to have a great title reign for Thunder Rosa that then leads into the next great title reign, that leads into the next great title reign, and you could make this work. But you got to be really careful. And down the road, I expect Britt Baker will be back in that picture, but you got to space it out so that she gets her time a little bit later. And her second run should be even better than her first. And that's a real possibility with the roster you're building. And the same thing with the with the men's championship. What happens next after Pangman Page? Maybe Punk gets the title in the next while. Maybe Adam Cole gets it as an intermediate champion, you know, interim somewhere in between. You could have a bunch of great guys have the title, but they all got to have a purpose and there's got to be a sequencing. Yeah. The initial sequencing was really good, but now we got to keep going. The next three or four champions are going to be crucial to the direction you want to go with it. Plus, I need the trios championship, man. I got so many good trios teams. I want to see. I want to see the House of Black have the trios championship with Pirate Julia Hart back in them. Let's go. Just saying, let's go. One day, Carlos. One day. You never know. I got dreams, Dave. I got big dreams. House of Black. Let's go. (laughs) All right. So on that bombshell, we'll call it. We'll call it a day on this one. We'll be back with more questionable insight, questionable content. Questionable everything else.